What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. Howard Bender and Adam Ronis guiding you through the NFL playoffs once again. Uh, we've got the division round coming up this weekend. So Adam and I are going to uh, just kind of dive into uh, what we'd like to talk about are uh, some of the more unfavorable, unsavory matchups and, uh, and how that's going to affect what we think the outcome of the game might be. DFS plays one and duns if you're you know if you're doing that kind of a playoff pool there's lots of stuff to happen there uh but before i do anything adam how are you buddy doing pretty good uh just watching some nba uh is lavert not gonna hit that prop uh he's not uh had the over 20 and a half points tonight and karis lavert finished with 20 can I troll you on Twitter? Well, then if you're going to do that, you have to give me credit for hitting the Durant prop. There it is, baby. <laughs> there it is. You, uh, you, and also killing NBA, the, dude. You've been killing NBA on player props. Yes. The, 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 the prop, the team totals in sides have been a little tougher. Uh, it was two and oh, two nights ago. Oh, and two on Monday tonight. So far hit the first one had over two thirty and a half. and a half on Denver and Brooklyn, and that total was 238. So uh, it's been tougher on those. Uh, the pro player props have been better. And the thing is, when I'm losing some of these player props, not all of them, but I know for sure I've lost at least six or seven by a half this year. Tonight, Lavert over 20 and a half, he had 20. Last night, Malcolm Brogdon over four and a half rebounds, he had four. Well, see, and that's the thing, though. But your your percentage is well above fifty yes. percent being right. Mm -hmm. And you know, listen, if there's one thing that I've learned when, when you're sitting there and you know whether it's player props or whatever the case, you know, you're just betting a game. All right, if you're in it to the last second of the game, process was right. It was yeah, exactly, exactly. Win or lose. If you have a chance to win and there's like no, you know, there's like almost no time left in the game and you have a chance to win, then you were on the right track. You were definitely on the right move there. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, again, full transparency here. You could just go to wageralarm.com and you see the picks every day. It's there. You can go back and review them. So it's not like we're talking shit saying, oh, yeah, I'm at 80%. No, no one's at 80%. You know that. You can go back and look and read the write-ups too. See what led. And that's part of it. Like we said, we want to teach people to be better. We don't, you kind of don't want everyone to take the picks, but hey, if they trust me that much and they want to do that, invest their money, fine, go ahead. But part of it is also learning too. You know, this is new to some people and player props for all sports, I think is great. And actually I was saying this on Alarm After Hours that there are people who only play football for fantasy and maybe they want to get into a different sport. Here's an opportunity. Maybe you're not big into basketball, but you know what? You're home and you don't have anything to watch. There's no football. You want to get into the NBA, but you really don't have a reason to watch it. Follow the wager alarm article. Go, all right. Yeah. I like this reasoning here on this player prop. You know what? I'm going to put a small amount of money on it. It makes you watch the game. It makes you have an interest. All of a sudden now you're like, all right, I'm going to watch the Nets-Denver game tonight. It was a good game too. And maybe you'll be like, you know what? This is a pretty good sport. You know, I'm going to watch this. But you, a lot of people need a reason to watch it. If you're not a big basketball fan, you really don't care about Denver-Brooklyn. But now all of a sudden if you 
play a player prop like tonight, Kevin Durant had over 42 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. He cashed it in the third quarter. He finished with 34 points, 13 assists, and nine rebounds. So now you're like, oh, this was fun. You know what? All right, I'm going to do this again tomorrow. And same thing for other sports. So I don't know. I Look, and it got me in to golf, NASCAR, and MMA during the pandemic when we had no sports. I don't watch those sports at all. I, I mean, I watched two hours of golf this year. You would have asked me that before this pandemic. Hey, you're going to watch two hours. I would have like, no fucking way. Not happening. <laughs> I'm not doing it. But I had something. I, I put some wagers on. It made me want to watch. Now I'm sitting there sweating each shot. So if you have something invested, and people know this. You guys have done it with fantasy. But player props are similar to fantasy. It's That's what basically you're doing each week is you're projecting performance like oh do i start this guy this guy well he's got a good matchup this team against the run he's probably gonna have around x amount of yards and it's a market that is very slow to come around it's not like lines where everyone's up on everything and it's sharp uh there's and the books eventually catch up but i notice it with baseball too and pitcher strikeouts so this is a opportunity and it's right there for you on wageralarm.com so maybe you don't know a lot you go all right i trust adam all right, what does he got tonight? And and just go look. We had an, a a night that I, one night I was five and zero on the player props. Yeah. So I just think it will get people to maybe watch a sport they don't watch as much because I know there's a lot of people that only watch football. And maybe especially now in a pandemic where you're not out as much and you're trying to be cautious and stay home for those states that are in, enforcing it. Here's an opportunity. Yeah. Hey, listen. Puck drops for the first time on the NHL season on Wednesday night. I'm doing all that. I'm jumping in on that. And you know that, you know, we got uh, we got Josh Wagner uh, joining the uh, the Wager Alarm team, Adam. You know Josh from uh, yeah, Sirius XM mm-hmm. Fantasy Sports Radio. And uh, Josh is going to be doing that over at Wager Alarm as well. So, you know, we are uh, – I'm taking that opportunity here. Just like Adam said, I'm getting into a sport where, listen, I was I was a huge, huge, huge hockey fan back in the <clears throat> in the 80s and the early 90s. And then I and the sport lost me. The sport lost me in the mid 90s. And I never went back. I never had a reason to go back. Now I've got a reason to go back. I love the the, the NHL team that we've got at Fantasy Alarm. Um, there's not a lot of. Uh, there's, it, it's not a it, it's it's still considered a, a niche sport as far as fantasy and DFS goes. And if I can sit there and uh, and make a little money off of it and get into a new sport because there is no football, uh, you are uh, you're 100 percent right, Adam. You're 100 percent right. And so and trust me, I'm like just gave you an example. Golf, NASCAR. I never watched those sports. Not one second could care less. But no. we had no sports. So how am I going to? Heighten my experience to get me to watch it. Put something on it, a wager, and for and I did actually cash in a couple of them. I did read stuff on fantasyalarm.com. You know, read our NASCAR guys, our golf guys, because I don't know anything about it, and took that information and made some educated bets. I mean, golf is hard. You're not going to hit all. I will say this with golf: like I could not pick the winning golfer at the beginning. What I did is after two or three days see how they did, and then looked at the odds and go, all right, now I'm going to play something. And it worked. So, uh, but yeah, it just made, it made you want to watch. Because if I didn't have that investment, I, I don't know if I would have watched. Maybe it's possible, but 
I was watching two hours of golf because I had a few golfer golfer money on a few golfers. Well, power to you, man. <laughs> even even playing, I've I've built DFS lineups for golf. And, and you I didn't watch it. I still no, can't the, but watch the once it. it was a Sunday, my my friend was actually here, and it was like it came down to like a playoff. It was exciting, like a bunch of guys were close, and I was like, ah, oh, this is actually not bad. I made fun of it for years. I remember doing segments on the radio, and I would just make jokes about it. Um, but I will golf is a very challenging sport, and I gotta say, like, look, I'm not sitting there watching four days of golf. No way. But on a Sunday. If there's no baseball, football, basketball, and it's a close finish, it is actually exciting. I have to say it. Um, I will. I will give you that again. If you have, you know, is it if you got, you know, skin in the game, then you know, yeah, definitely, it it, it piques the curiosity. And if you, you, know, you you try it out, if you like it, then great. Listen, it's like hockey's not for everybody. You know, so I mean, listen, I just I think it's uh, I think it's great to just broaden the horizons. You know, why the hell wouldn't you want to broaden your horizons, especially if you can make money doing it? So, um, all right, so gambling lesson learned right there, people. Expand your horizons, broaden your horizons, uh, and and check out Adam's work over at wageralarm.com because he's killing it. Before we get to uh, a little football talk here, obviously, I always want to give a shout out to our sponsor here, Monkey Knife Fight, the DFS site you gotta be playing on, people. And here's why. <laughs> Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning, even you, Adam, even you. Uh, monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love, baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and eSports too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else monkeyknifefight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up and if you use the promo code anti up one word a-n-t-e-u-p you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks with a name like monkeyknifefight.com you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play monkeys and knives and fights and sports sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com play play mkfing win State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. All right, Adam, you know, not a whole lot going on in the in the news right now for NFL. I know people are still locked into their playoff pools. And, um, you know, I want to make sure that we, uh, we we're offering them the uh, the, the right uh, advice and put them on the right path, the right direction whatever you want to call it. You know, one of the things that I kind of I saw when I was breaking down some some games today uh, on the radio was uh, was just how bad some of the matchups actually are. Like, I mean, yeah, you know, listen, you, you can look at stuff on paper and say, oh, it's a good or a bad matchup on paper. But when you dive into it a little deeper, like, all right, I'll just say this. 
Cleveland against Kansas City. I love the Kansas City passing attack against the Cleveland Browns. Uh, they're terrible. I love the Cleveland Browns ground game going up against Kansas City's uh, poor run defense or mediocre run defense. Like Baltimore and and, and Buffalo, uh, you know, I, I could see how things go. But when I look at Tampa Bay, New Orleans, which has a 51 and a half over under right now, and I look at the defenses and, and what we've seen from these teams defensively, like I've got some questions as far as like, you know, whether or not to use any of these guys who I like, who I don't like certain matchups, but it's not just Tampa Bay and New Orleans. It's also, it's the Rams and the Packers. And I'll say this because this is how I'll, I'll lead it off. I think the Packers got a, a horrible draw with, with the Rams, with the defense, with Aaron Donald, with, Jalen Ramsey, who's going to be all over Devontae Adams. Uh, the fact that, you know, that that the Rams, you know, linebackers and safeties do a really good job against the tight end. Um, that they've got a solid run defense. Like, all of a sudden now it's like, dude, how do we how do we feel about the Packers this week, knowing that Ramsey's on Adams, that the tight that Tunyon could be kept in check? That that Aaron Jones is going to have you know some tough t- you know tough running room to find there. That Aaron Rodgers with his, his MVP season, how is that going to continue, knowing that this is the matchup? Yeah, I think with a lot of those guys, you just don't expect the numbers you're used to, but you still expect production. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is the MVP or the favorite for MVP for a reason, and I've mentioned this before. The schedule for them has been. Very favorable. Uh, This is going to be their toughest matchup of the year. Uh, The one game that they got beat up bad was Tampa Bay, but that was early in the year. And uh, the Tampa Bay defense isn't as good as it was early in the year. They've had a lot of injuries. So, look, is uh, so Rodgers could become a contrarian play this week because I think people are going to look at Lamar Jackson, Mahomes, and Josh Allen. It's rare that you're going to get Rodgers at low ownership. Uh, Same with Devontae Adams. Look, Jalen Ramsey's really good. Is he going to be on him all times? Probably not. Also, they hit a lot of quick slants to Adams, quick plays. And people had the same thought last week with DK Metcalf. And what happened? Metcalf had two touchdowns, right? So I know one was kind of a broken play. So And, and Ramsey wasn't on him on that. Uh, Ramsey was not on him all the time. I saw the stat when Ramsey was on him and Metcalf didn't do much. But I think Green Bay will find a way to get the ball to Adams so, yeah, it's a difficult matchup, and you don't expect the Green Bay offense to put up 35 points like they've been doing, uh, but they are home, which certainly helps. You know, they're used to those conditions. Uh, it looks like it's going to be, I don't know, what, 25, 30 degrees, so that's not awful. It's not like it's five, but I think you're you're still going to play those guys. Now, salary comes into play as well. And I haven't looked, but I'm sure those guys are really expensive, especially Adam. So people might go, all right, well, I'm going to play Tyree kill. I'm going to play Diggs. I'm going to play Thomas. So maybe this is the the lowest ownership you get Devontae Adams at. I think it is. I mean, but let me, if you're, if you're Sean McVay, right. Are you not turning to the defense and being like, you know what, just Ramsey, just shadow Adams. Like that's like, I mean, who else, who else are they going to cover? Are they going to really? Are they going to worry about Marquez Valdez Scantling, Alan Lazard? Um, like, why wouldn't you just have Ramsey shadow him? 
Like, what? what's the purpose of not having him shadow? You should, but he didn't shadow Metcalf last week. Right, because, you know, you don't want to give way to uh, Tyler Lockett having a bunch of shit. Not to mention the fact that, you know, Russell Wilson and the way the Seahawks de- the offense has been, um, you know, it hasn't been you know 100% reliant on on Metcalf. I mean, you know, they've they've definitely struggled. But if you're looking at I mean, I mean, let, let's face it, how one-dimensional is this passing game? It's Rodgers to Adams. I know, and teams know it and it's been that way all year and they still haven't been able to stop it. That is true. They are having some troubles. Although, you know, listen, you look at Adams' uh game log, there have been a couple of moments there. Few and far between, but Still a couple of moments. Let me, uh, I'm going to pull up his game log right now uh, as we're talking, because this concerns me, you know? All right. So last, you know, against Chicago, six for 46 with a touchdown, Carolina, seven for 42, no touchdown. You know, Chicago has stifled them twice. Now Uh, it was, it was week 17 and week 12, six for 61 and a touchdown. So he hasn't really faced. That's the thing. I mean, he hasn't faced a shutdown corner at all. At all. Well, like it's simple then. Then you just don't play him. I mean, he's 86, so he's the most expensive receiver on DK for the Saturday, uh, for the four game slate. So you don't have to play him then. I gotta contrarian move it. I gotta do it. I like, you know, <laughs> so funny. I, I made my money stacking Browns, <laughs> you know. Uh, in in DFS this past weekend, I can't. I I wouldn't feel good about myself not stacking Packers at, just as a contrarian lineup. Can't yeah, I think you can. I, I think wow. So Rogers is the fourth most expensive on DK. So I think people might play him at that price at sixty nine hundred, where Mahomes is eight, Lamar seven six, and Josh Allen seven four. So. He might be Aaron Jones is the second most expensive running back, 68. Kamara 79. Jeez Louise. And Adams, yeah, 86. So he he might be the guy that gets low ownership because people will say, oh, Ramsey's on him. And they'll go to Diggs, they'll go to Tyreek, Michael Thomas. Uh yeah, I think Adams of those Green Bay players probably is the one that gets the lowest ownership due to his salary and the Jalen Ramsey matchup. So this might be the first time this year that you get Adams at low ownership. I mean, it's a four-game slate, so <laughs> what's low ownership? But Adams is a guy that most people jam in every week, no matter what. Right, yeah, totally. It won't be the case this week. Definitely will not be the case this week. And I'm kind of digging on that. I mean, it's it's a tough matchup, and that's what building a contrarian lineup is all about. Yeah, like DK um, Metcalf last week, and he was cheap. Well, cheap for him. Cheap for him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're not getting that discount here, but low ownership is uh, is almost as good as <laughs> cheap price uh, on there. All right. So that's that's my big concern there is the Packers matching up against the uh, the Rams in that fashion. Like it's just that's just that's what makes me the most nervous. Now, the other one is New Orleans against Tampa Bay. Can we can we you know, listen, New Orleans one of the top run defenses in the NFL, right? I mean, here, I'll go. Where's where's good old DVOA uh, numbers? Uh, against the run, Tampa Bay is number one. New Orleans is number two, right? So Alvin Kamara, 
Latavius Murray. Um, for you know, even if you wanted to look at like a contrarian pick of Ronald Jones or Leonard Fournette, I mean, the numbers in these cases actually really don't lie. Um, these are two of the top run defenses in the NFL. So <laughs> number three, obviously, being the Rams here. Way to go, Aaron Jones. But then you look at like the pass defense, and guess what? Tampa Bay, they rank fifth. New Orleans ranks third. How is this a 51 and a half? Where, I mean, you know, where is the fallback going to happen here um, amongst these two teams in order to, to touch on that number? If, if you even remotely think that the over is attainable here, which you probably do. Well, the first game was 34-23, and the second game was 38-3. So I think we can say, all right, the three is probably an outlier. As far as Kamar, what you're going to see, he's not going to run a lot in this game. We've seen it already this year. So the first matchup, he had 12 carries, 16 yards, did get a rushing touchdown, and had five receptions, 51 yards, and a touchdown. And then in the second matchup, he had, uh, where is it, Tampa Bay? He had... Nine carries, 40 yards, and a rushing touchdown. So he has two rushing touchdowns against them. And he had uh, not much in the passing game. Wait, wow, he had five receptions for nine yards? Is that possible? It is possible. I guess so. Wow. Um, but it's that's like the, the Jordan. It's like the Jordan Howard of receptions. Yeah. Uh, but that's the thing with him is just even if he doesn't pile up rushing yards, which I don't expect him to on Tampa, I think they have to get him involved in the passing game much more than he did last week, game plan specific. And he always has the chance to score touchdowns. I mean, he had that huge game in, what was it the fantasy semis, right? Or is it championship week? What, the six uh, touchdowns? It was, yeah. the, um, it was in the semifinals. Week. Week was it 15. the semifinals? Okay, yeah. So, you know, he always has, I'm not saying that, but he can score multiple touchdowns. Uh, that's what makes him appealing. And he's going to have to get his production in the passing game. So, and he's a staple of this offense. Uh, I know last week we saw more guys involved, but it's Kamara Thomas mostly. Yeah, no, it definitely is. It's Kamara and Thomas. That's that's the bread and butter for the offense there. For the same token, Rogers Adams. That's the bread and butter uh, for, um, what you call it? For, Green, for Bay. Green Bay. So, like, all of a sudden, I mean, it's just, it's kind of just got me, you know, looking a little sideways at it there, you know? I mean, obviously, you know, Buffalo against Baltimore, you're, you know, you're, you're kind of worried about the, uh, the pressure that they can put on uh, the pass rush for Baltimore and, you know, whatever. But I think that just helps Josh Allen even more. Like, I don't know. I mean, I just think that these two games, Tampa Bay, New Orleans and Green Bay, Los Angeles, these are the... These are the two, like, if you're, if you're talking about where we could see a, a potential upset, <coughs> this this is probably, uh, this is the direction. Well, that and, you know, Cleveland, of course. Cleveland's yeah. the, the Cinderella. I mean, there's, there's really no upset in Baltimore-Buffalo, right? I mean, the line kind of says they're even teams, so I yeah. don't think there's an upset there. Um, I don't even think it's an upset if Tampa beats the Saints. Yeah, probably not. It's really not. Um so, yeah, I think the two upsets if you that can only be deemed upsets are Cleveland and the Rams. Yeah. Which one do you think is more likely? The Rams. Isn't that sad? It's crazy. You know what? I mean, again, that just kind of, uh, man. 
I love I love the fact that I use the Rams defense in the FFPC. Yeah, I mean, and if they can put forth a big performance this week, um, yeah, like I've said it all year. Like um, I looked at Green Bay and I'm like, like who have they really played? And again, credit to them for putting up the numbers. But when you go through it, I mean, they beat the Saints back in week three, but the Saints defense at that time is not playing like the way it is now. And just go look and tell me, all right, what other team? You want to say Indy? I mean, Indy's defense at that time wasn't great either. Um, he did have three touchdowns. That was an overtime game. Uh, but he had a very favorable schedule. And, again, it's not to put him down. Uh, it's just that this is by far the toughest task he has seen this year. And we have rarely seen him struggle. And it wouldn't be a surprise if he did uh, because this Rams defense has played very well. And you would think, like, all right, maybe this is where the Packers' lack of adding weapons for Rodgers hurts them, especially if they can limit Adams. They don't even need to shut him down. Just don't make Adams become someone that is continuously getting targets to move the chains. Like, you could, you can even have Adams go 8 for 80. I mean, that's kind of shutting him down with what he's done this year and keep him out of the end zone. They're going to have to rely. I mean, MVS, we've seen make big plays, but we've seen him drop a ton of passes too. Yeah, for um, sure. So that's what's interesting about that game. You know, that's why I think a lot of people initially are going to, oh, it's Green Bay, they're home, this and that. And I look, I'm like, I don't know. That defense might give them problems. Defense could definitely give them problems. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm just, I mean, obviously, I'm going to continue diving in nice and deep for it. Going to be writing up, you know, basically I'm just going to be writing up showdown slates for all four games. And you guys who are going to play the four-game slate, you know, doing those two, uh, you'll have four write-ups to to read and figure out which players you want the most out of these games. But as it stands right now, man, hoo, 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 contrarian goes the way of Green Bay. And uh, we're going to have to figure out how to fit some other stuff in. So here you go. Just a little food for thought, people. That's what we're doing here again. Adam and I have all week to discuss these games and look at these spreads and how everything uh, works out. So <clears throat> I, I think uh, I think we're going to call it a night here, Adam. I think I'm going to go and uh, let my wife cook me dinner. How about that? Sounds like a good plan for you. It does sound like a good plan for me. So I'll tell you what, a little shorty today. Maybe we'll go a little longer tomorrow. We'll see what happens here. We want to thank everybody uh, for, uh, for tuning in, liking and subscribing. For Adam Ronis, I'm Howard Bender. This has been the Annie Up Podcast. We'll catch you next time.